0: You woke? It's time to get up. So, if I want to talk about the war in Afghanistan, let me start off with a brief story here. (sighs) September 11, 2001. It's one of those days in your life you'll never forget. You watch two planes hit the Twin Towers. The first one I didn't see. The second one I saw, it was live on TV. Um, I saw it hit the tower. I got this tingling feeling all over my body. My heart dropped in my stomach, and I was just floored. Because I can get really emotional, um, melodramatic, so to speak. I wasn't any of that at that moment. I was just sitting there looking at my screen and couldn't believe what I saw. Then to hear like maybe 30 minutes later, another one that hit the Pentagon, I said, we were under attack. And I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? 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 It was an emotional day. It was an emotional field day. I mean, my emotions were all over the freaking place then I watched the images from the buildings I saw people jumping out of windows and they were showing this. I mean, it was live on TV. He said, no, those aren't, that's not debris falling from the building. Those are people, people jumping from the building. And, and I couldn't believe they were actually showing those images on TV. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I saw this woman walk out to the edge and she, it's like the building was burning behind her. She didn't know what else to do. And she just jumped. She jumped. I cannot get that out of my head. It is still there to this day. So September 11th was our main motivation for Operation Enduring Freedom that we launched against the Taliban in Afghanistan on October 7th, 2001. Pre- then President George Bush, George W. Not George H. But George W. Bush uh, said we were there to root out Taliban and find Osama bin Laden, and and root out the uh, uh, Al Qaeda bases that were in Afghanistan. It didn't take long; I think it was about three months, and we had completed that mission. We literally had wiped out all the uh, Taliban. Um, uh, there were still possibly Al Qaeda in the area. We weren't sure, but we had wiped out most of their bases, and we we had people looking for for individuals that they eventually found in several places in Afghanistan. We we destroyed the leadership of Al Qaeda. We destroyed the leadership of the Taliban, who were the allies of the uh, of Al Qaeda. Let me give you a brief history of the whole Afghan picture so you can get a real picture of it. This is brief, very modern history. Uh, If you know previously, the Soviet Union had invaded Afghanistan. And when they did this, uh, several locals and people from outside, and of course Muslims from outside the country, decided to form a Mujahideen, which was a fighting force inside Afghanistan that uh Committed to a guerrilla warfare against the Soviet Union. Eventually, they pushed them out. The Mujahideen took over the country. After three years, after ousting the other government, the Afghans put in. But that broke down into a, a warlord state. The Taliban was one of the stronger groups in the country. It was supported by the Pakistanis and possibly by rich oil company companies. So it had the backing and the blessings of money and another country. So the Taliban took over the country, but they became a stern, strict Muslim country. Women didn't have any rights. Men were forced to go to mosque every day. Uh, Other religions were basically pretty much banned in the country. Uh, So they were extremely strict. So, like I said, we get to this time after that. The thing about al-Qaeda, you got to remember, these people were also part of the Mujahideen, they were allies of the Taliban and the Taliban just said, hey, you, as long as you're allies of ours, you got a home here in a Muslim country. So it was fine. They didn't mind them being there. And, of course, they probably were giving a lot of money to the Taliban as, w- as well. Uh, so al-Qaeda was basing their bases there. Like I said about uh, September 11th, the funny thing about that was who's responsible? who are we going to pin the responsibility on? We've pinned it on Afghanistan. They're the ones responsible for this attack. Basically, it's kind of funny how you do that since really it's Al-Qaeda that's responsible, but Taliban supported them, so therefore they're responsible too. So we rooted them out. We did all that. But we had no extra strategy. And as one person put it, I heard the day of the interview from uh, a man who was in the Navy who was in the White House at the time of the attacks. He said, we really had no objectives or exit plan from the get go. It was like, we were there, kick ass, take names. And that was it. But there was no exit strategy. So then here we go with this thing. We've got this whole country that we've invaded, that we've occupied, Now we've got to build up something. It's like, it's like, it's called the, I call it the apology tour. So I'm going to create a government there. I'm going to give them our Western style democracy and we're going to show them how to be democratic. And it failed. So many ways because of corruption, something that plagues even the United States to this day, but it doesn't hurt our democracy for the way it is and maybe capitalism failed in this case because i said that, that it may have been a reason for the corruption but at the same time um, we gave them our our western forms of government us and our allies here we go here's our chance to build a nation again we tried to build vietnam failure korea failure japan not so much a failure but we still got soldiers in japan germany not so much a failure but we still got soldiers in germany Hell, we've got still got military bases in the Philippines from the Spanish American War. Seriously. It one time on Bay Cuba. What is that? That's the same thing. Spanish American War. We've got we've got bases around the world from different wars where we still got soldiers in place. That's just the truth. But at the same time, this nation-building thing, these client states that we're trying to create around the world, sounds familiar? If you know history, the Romans did it. Greeks did it. It's a common thing. You go in and conquer somebody, and then you create a government in that country that's favorable to you. It's what we tried to do. Herman Kar- Karzai, first president of Afghanistan, was president until 2014 from the time he was elected, right? I he served two or three terms as president of the country. He really was a corrupt individual, if you think about it. He was once a supporter of the Taliban. He was a member of Mujahideen, but the Taliban ended up not trusting him because he had too many ties to the West. And one of those may have been, and I want to say this is speculation, that he worked for UNICAP. He was an employee of UNICAP before he became president of Afghanistan. That's possible. But this guy spoke the loudest, you know, the squeaky wheel... Uh, squeaky Wheel gets the oil. He was that Squeaky Wheel in the United States, campaigning against the Taliban in, in Afghanistan. So he's the one that America chose to be the president of the country. You guys, education here, so yeah. But he was cu- accused of that very thing, uh, being the one who sympathized with the West. But he's only the example of all the things that were going on. Why do you think? There are all these people looking for visas now to get back to the United States. They enjoyed the things that the West was throwing at them. Some of them were interpreters in the military. They just got a chick to feed their family. They really weren't there because they want they were for the United States or anything like that. They were they were interpreters with the military. So they fear retaliation because there they were with the military as interpreters. They there were women and children who benefited from what the United States was doing there. So women got some women got educations and, and gained jobs. And there wasn't many, according to the list, like 57 to 30. But anyway, uh, they got educations. Some of them got jobs. Some of them went to the West to get schools and passports. So their families there. And so all these people are trying to get out. All these people who sympathize with the U.S. who are linked to the fact that they liked the little taste of democracy America was giving are trying to leave the country. But think about this. The Taliban took over the country in like a few months. You know why? Because people on the, in the countryside and a lot of the people in the land basically still agree with what they were doing. The Americans spent two trillion dollars on this war and they borrowed the money, which makes it far worse because now you got to pay it back. That means if you borrow money, there's interest on the debt. And that interest could grow by 2024, I think, to $6 trillion. Yet, we've cut taxes to 21% for the wealthiest individuals in the United States. I believe it was two other presidents, uh, Truman and Lyndon B. Johnson, who raised taxes to pay for their wars. The Korean and Vietnam War, again, two other failures uh the korean war i think the tax was raised 72 percent vietnam 92 percent to pay off the debt for the war of course this war like i said wasn't sponsored directly from the american pocketbook because it was an undeclared war our our, our congress never declared war the president just basically used the war powers act and basically used his war powers to send troops over there and they've been sitting there for 20 years without the congress saying hey leave Another thing that was disturbing, we for almost for we we didn't even care about this war until we find out the Taliban took back over America. Now we're upset with Biden like he committed some crime. We forgot about the war. We weren't watching this on TV every night. Every once in a while, some little hokey story would come up on CNN. CNN was more worried about what, what Trump was doing in the White House or what Obama was doing in the White House when he was in the White House. In fact, Syria and Iraq got in the way because, yeah, that's right. The Iraqi conflict happened, too. So we were having war on two fronts under Bush. Another war that hasn't ended. It's almost 20 years old. I think it started in 2003. So it will be 20 years old in 2023 if we're still there. It's another failed attempt at nation building. we got Iranian militia in the northern part of the country in Iraq. So where did we succeed at? We fought over there twice. You know, Battle of Fallujah happened twice with the Shiite Muslim militia that's still there. hasn't gone away. Same problems still persist in that country that exists in Afghanistan. And we had no solution to get out other than to have some troops stationed there. And people suggested maybe we should leave troops there so, you know, for p- policing reasons. No, just get the hell up out of Afghanistan. Same same thing with right? Iraq. Just get up out of there. We don't need to be there. These are not things that we should be doing as a country. Stop trying to colonize the world. You got Western leaders talking about what a shame this is and how terrible it looks. Finally, you get you need to get your ass whooped so you can figure out to stop colonizing the world. Take care of us. Take care of your countries with what you got. I'm going to say this and it's going to offend people. The West has raped and pillaged the world enough to get all the wealth that they have. So now the rest of the world has been raped and pillaged just trying to figure it out and become something themselves. You call them savages. But what you did was savage to them. Look what you did to Africa. You used all the resources. He took people from the, their homes and made them slaves and put them in places like the United States and South America and in the Caribbean and used them as slaves on land so you could make money. And this wasn't just America. This was Spain. This was Great Britain. This was France. This was uh, Portugal. All of them were guilty of that. Then you make colonies all over Africa, just stealing resources, using it up for whatever you need it for. The crown jewels are basically all of that. Great, Great Britain is so proud of its college, former colonies and so grand proud, proud of its Commonwealth, built on the backs of people that they've invaded and taken over. Talking about they're going to build them up, you know, make these people better. Has it worked? maybe to some degree, but no, not really. Napoleon gets ass kicked in Haiti. The Haitians wanted them out. The same thing that's happening to the United States right now in Iraq, the Afghanistan happened to Napoleon. Lesson learned. Now Napoleon don't exist. Napoleon's France doesn't exist anymore. Country done went through several changes, and Napoleon II, another idiot that came along, he got his butt kicked too and handed it to him in Africa. So did the Italians by the Ethiopians who they tried to invade. Get their butts handed to them. They had tanks. Ethiopians were still running around on horseback with muskets. And they beat them. It's a common thing. If I know my land and my territory, I can beat you. You may have a big army, but I'm not going to wait till you. I'm going to let you come in and invade and have your big army all over the place. But I'm going to get you, spread you out, and I'm going to beat, whoop you. I'm going to bloody you to the point where you don't want to be there anymore. You might beat me every time, but I'm going to keep coming because I'm motivated to get you out. That was Afghanistan. I know it seems like I went around the circle to get back to there, but you get what I'm saying, right? America fought a war in Afghanistan. Thinking on the American superior way of life is just wanted around the world. Afghan, I mean, most Afghans, they can't read. And the ones that can, you know, they like some things about America. But they're Muslim. You're Catholic, Christian. Another issue that i keep seeing i keep seeing posts about this oh my god what about the christians what about the christian but here's the problem with christianity in america western christianity has been used to imperialize the rest of the world that's not what our faith is about these apostles walked into places where they could die not to take them over with military force And force the indigenous people to become Christian. We've done that. Literally around the world. The military is not how you spread Christianity. That's what the Muslims did. But if you want to do that, then guess what? You're the opposite coin of the same thing. Let Christianity fight itself out because you know what? If God can do it peacefully, we can do it peacefully. We just have to deal with the consequences of that peaceful way of doing things. At the same time, it's American arrogance to believe that our way of life is how the rest of the world wants to live. It's arrogant for the West to think that. To sit there and hear Tony Blair, get up there before the Iraq war, make the big statement about we're going to make sure and we won't stop until Western values are persistent in the Middle East. How foolish a notion. Because people have their own values. I've talked about this before when I was talking about Israel and how that's messing up that conflict, Western values. It's keeping a conflict going in that country. And it probably will keep going for hundreds of years if we don't get our asses out of it. Sorry about the language, but it's just the truth. We have to do better as Western countries. And like I said, those poor Afghanistan people, we spent $83 billion training them. Most of them were poor looking for a job. They got one. They got one in the military. Thing they forgot to tell them is you may not survive long enough to get a paycheck. So why fight a battle you don't believe in? Special forces were something different. You you the military actually went out and tried to pull out the best of the troops, the ones who really wanted to be there, who were enthusiastic about what America was doing, and wanted this, they wanted this democracy to work and all of this, and they we're gonna fight for that. Those who became the special forces, they fought hard. 10,000 Afghanis have lost their lives in this conflict. So they, there are those that fight, and we forget about the ones that fight, just like we did in Vietnam, just like we did in Korea. A lot of folks who actually wanted to fight lost their lives. But all we can do is talk about how incompetent the Afghan military is and what a failure America is, yet we don't see the lack of motivation to fight, whereas the Taliban is fully motivated. We're fighting for what? For a Western-backed government, it's not even our government. It's not even our formation. See, people only fight when there's their values. The Taliban's fighting for their values. The Afghan soldiers, what values are they fighting for? The ideas you've planted in their head that they don't really like? That's why they've retreated to or the it, Kazakhstan's why some of them have ran back home and hiding at home. America has to learn that this is not how Afghanistan was gonna turn out. It was not gonna turn out good. So I can't blame Biden for that. The only thing I can blame Biden for was not properly setting this up. Trump wasn't gonna do much better. He was trying to get out of May. So if he was gonna get out of May, you can just imagine the chaos that would have been. This is chaos. So either way, there's no good way out. Oh, we could have got about 2023. I heard that on NPR today. Start with the industrial military complex media that we have. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, NPR. All of you are a part of the establishment. You are part of the elite class, and you act like it when you post whatever this is. Stories you you keep bringing out in this. Oh, I'm just so disappointed with what happened in Afghanistan. There's nothing to be disappointed for. Most Americans want our soldiers out. They're disappointed that we lost the way we did that Afghan that the Taliban is back. I personally don't care because I saw it happening anyway. What were we doing over there when generals have been saying for years we had no strategy whatsoever? There's no winning strategy here. Can we please get out? Well, I think it ran on long enough. Y'all have a wonderful day. Oh, and by the way, thank you for what listening to Thought You Were No Speed Limit podcast. Um, signing off for the day. Talk to you again tomorrow.